Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello. Thank you for going to the last Schwab Twires. Twires? I don't know. Hello. We appreciate you going to the Les Schwab. Les Schwab. Why it's can't like you Vive, say tires? Vive Clouseau. It's the same. Just thing. say tires. Uh, where, where do we pick up from? Hi uh, everyone. You're listening to the Center in the Saint podcast. I'm Luke Anderson. I'm Will Darkins, well, and this is sponsored by Les Schwab Tires. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yep. Enjoy. Doing the right thing since 1952. Promise you would take the kids to the zoo today. When are you going to mow the lawn? Your parents are coming over and you're not even dressed. You promised you were going to leave your wife for me. Don't let this happen to you. Everybody's working for the weekend, but your family and friends are always ruining your days off. Introducing football season, the best way to drown out the ones you love. Watch grown men run into each other head first. Marvel as overweight men chase a bouncing ball. Let the gladiators of today help you disconnect from the worries of the modern world. Get your 2018 college and pro football seasons today and we'll throw in the Sinner and the Saints tailgate show. Presented by Frost Brewed Coors Light for free. That's right, you'll get two football leagues. Luke Anderson. If you were at the gym and you saw Myers Leonard pull up in a Prius, met him at the swimming pool, but you didn't ever really have a chance to talk to him because he kind of dismisses of you, would you leave your name and number in his uh, windshield? Will Darkens. Like, I want to see more of the man bag, the alligator skin man bag. And two hours you'll never get back every Saturday morning for one low price. Just turn your dial to 1080. The Fan. Hey, hey. Happy Saturday morning. Who's pumped up about the friggin' Pro Bowl? Let's oh, do it. Oh, yeah. Woo, doggy. Oh, get some coverage going on there. Yeah, now I got to get the TV switched over from golf. Not that I'm not excited about Tory Pines and everything God. that's going on down there in San Diego. Oh, you hate golf. I don't hate golf. You I hate... disdain golf. Oh, despise? Disdain. Oh, man, they do that sweeping pan, though, of Torrey Pines along the San Diego coast. Oh, it's so beautiful. It is. Yeah, who cares? I do. You know what? I was watching ESPN today, uh, or not today, really, this week, and um, I I am absolutely tired of the fact that they just follow Tiger around, and he's not doing well. What do do you mean he's not doing well? He's 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 out there, and he's participating. They're treating him like he's the friggin' front runner right now. He's not. Yeah, but doesn't uh, your guy Roger Federer get all the coverage he deserves when when they uh, no, do dude, a you tennis tournament? No, for the most part, tennis they really follow trends well. They do because people <laughs> trend up and down during the season. Tennis is all about kind of how well you can play throughout the year. It's a long grind, right? You get maybe a month off, and that's it. They usually follow people who are trending. Yeah. Federer really wasn't trending heading into the Australian Open. And so they didn't follow him as much. They were following Rafa more. But well, with, that's because he's golf, no Tiger. Dude, he's with golf, no Tiger. it's just always like, oh, what's Tiger doing? 
No, listen. Tiger Woods is an absolute living legend, and uh, people want to see what's going on. The viewership spikes when he plays in a tournament. It is a big deal. And and Stupid. like you said, these people just want to get close. They want to be there when he finally wins the big one. I mean, if he does win another major, it's going to break Nielsen ratings. He won't. I said if he does. Yeah, I know. You're saying if he does yeah, because this hey, is what the media he does. He had a great finish the oh, last if season. If he does, hey. boy. He all oh, the BMW tournament. Oh, he won that one. That he was a, pretty good. Yeah, he great finish the last season. He absolutely imploded during the uh, British Open. He imploded there. I told you. I went out and played golf yesterday. I uh, went out to the gorge. Uh, had a beautiful, beautiful setting for a wonderful round. It was fantastic. Mm. Uh, you need to get out and play golf, Will. You need to get out there. Your brother plays. Have him take you out. Hit the driving range. Figure out your game and get out there. It's, I got it's no a game. I'll play game. tennis. I play tennis. That's uh, what I do. I know you do. Tennis you do. is a great game. It's a good old man sport, too. And you can age with tennis. I was telling you earlier, with twin daughters, I need to get some tennis rackets for them. I need to get out there and work on a tennis game. You just need to get them ready to make the millions. I, absolutely. I mean, think about it. They've got a partner at their equal right now. And if we if we put the tennis rackets in their hands, I don't even really have to parent. I'll just drive them to the tennis courts, you know. No, you do have to parent. No, roll You have to be skeezy Those... tennis dad. Oh, do I? There is skeezy Ooh. tennis dad. If your daughters are incredible at tennis... There's a couple of things that are going to happen. One, you're going to get rich at some point, right? You are. Fair enough. It's going to happen. I mean, let's be honest. I'm doing this. I'm already rich. Yeah, you're already rich. You'll just add to the enormous wealth that you have. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the other thing is they'll finally become, start chipping in. Yeah, they'll be. They've been freeloading. They've been freeloading since they're born, and in the two years and what a couple months that they've been around, they have not chipped into family once. It's about time they get those tennis rackets and start doing something. You're going to become skeezy tennis dad. Yeah. And you know be, what that implies, right? Uh, I don't know. Do I have to bribe officials and make sure they get in the tournaments? What did Agassiz's dad do? He was pretty skeezy, wasn't well, he? Well, Agassiz's dad was skeezy, but there's more of a modern skeezy tennis dad, which is you're going to have to start wearing Adidas jumpsuits. Ooh, okay. I can you get know, down with that. Like the full full lines down the um, the periphery of you jumpsuit kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I've got the tearaway uh, mm-hmm. Adidas pants perfect, that, uh, perfect. that have never worn out because you don't wear them often enough that they'll ever expire. You're so, halfway there. Yeah, so I've got a couple pair of those from the 90s, I You think. also need to take up smoking because you're going to have to uh, watch your daughters as they practice for three hours straight and just go through heater through heater. And uh, Do I light one cigarette off the other or do I do, would it be skeezier if I rolled my own cigarettes if i just sat there on the side watching no. as i'm rolling them and mm. i have to lick it and then you get i ah, see so you're getting out of that too european it would be that you'd be smoking it and you'd be getting right down to the butt and as you're about to hit the butt you put the other cigarette in yeah. the opposite side of your mouth you light and it light with the it. butt yeah and then as you blow out from your new cig you've spit out the other butt Ooh, i like that <laughs> okay i can get down with that I'm okay with that. All and right. Even though you don't know S about tennis, you yeah. know better than their personal coach. Hey, everything you're saying, I, I can get on board with. What kind of hairstyle do I have to go? Do I have to grow my, my hair long and greasy so I can run my finger through it before I get down on one knee to give them some advice? That's on right. Why they're terrible? That's right. Okay. Yeah. You also need to comb it down unnecessarily. Well, just slick it straight back. Yeah, right? no volume. No yeah. volume. No, no, absolutely no. not. You are slicked back. You are a seal. Well, but that's how it is. <laughs> that's a big sneeze uh when i come back in uh so it's when i come out it's perfect by yes. the time it's over it's all messed up mm. i keep running my fingers through it but as you as you start to coach them 
there's little flanks that start kind of coming up yep. a bit. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? By the end, I look like bigger and McCracken. Yes. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All it, right. It, it, incrementally, you'll start to have these little hairs come okay. up. Okay. Yeah. I'm picking up every, every part of that. We do have big, hot tennis action. You got the Australian Open final this weekend. Do you get jacked for tennis finals? Uh, Yeah, I do, especially the Aussie one, because the last couple have been really good. And nothing better than watching tennis at 1 in the morning. And Osaka was really good. That final was great. Uh, it's going to be Nadal, Federer. Or no, I'm sorry. Did you Nadal, not put that Djokovic. What? Did the Naomi Osaka win in the... No, because it's football. It's still... It's we're in football pro, mode. It's Pro Bowl weekend. We're in football mode, Are man. you? Do you watch any part of the Pro Bowl? I watch the, uh, the beginning of the Pro Bowl. And might I, let me say this. The Pro Bowl has done a very good job of taking notes from NBA All-Star weekend and being like, oh, yeah, nobody actually watches the game, but they watch all the kind of fluffy crap before. Yeah. They yeah, did do. You, did you put the poll out for the fluffy crap? Before yeah, the... I got some fluffy crap poll out there. All right, let's let's go ahead and do that right now because this is the only amount of time I want to dedicate to talking about the Pro Bowl at all. That's it? This this is all I want to talk about the Pro Bowl because even the fluffy garbage uh, does not get me excited about the Pro Bowl weekend. Okay, so the poll we got out there is what is your favorite puff piece? If you'd like to vote along, you can go to at Center and Saint 1080 on uh, Twitter. What is your favorite puff piece? No, no. The Pro Bowl. Did you put out the Pro Bowl poll? What? Not the Super Bowl. We'll talk to plenty of Super Bowl. This is the Super Bowl poll. I want the Pro Bowl poll. Well, let me get to the Pro Bowl poll. Yeah, we'll do the other poll later. Do the Pro Bowl poll. Oh, you want the Pro Bowl poll. The Pro Bowl poll, and we'll do the Super Bowl poll later when we talk about the Super Bowl. I'm confused. Which poll did you want? Pro Bowl poll. Okay. Got it. What should the NFL add to the Pro Bowl Skills Challenge? Now, this was uh, most of what the Pro Bowl that I watched. Right? I like the Skills Challenge. Those were kind of fun. It's okay. fun. It's fun. Sure. The players are laughing. If and you say so. Whatever. Okay, so 3% want a uh, who's bigger challenge, and I'll let you What does that mean? figure that out. What does, does that mean exactly? 28% say random, in quotes, drug test. <laughs> Okay. So really, that could double as your who's bigger. And do you do? Is that like a hidden camera game where they just come in and let everybody know? It's like, hey, uh, just want to yeah. let you know that we found uh, Candid something camera. in a sample. Yeah. And then at the end, they go, just kidding. <laughs> no, but seriously, we did. 31%, who can drink more? Oh, so a drinking contest? Yeah, who could drink more? Do they do that before the game and then have to play drunk? Or is uh, it just... Ooh. Yeah. Watching dudes play drunk. Ooh. God, that would be great, wouldn't it? It'd or you had fun. Or you had like the whole thing. What's that game where you drink a whole bunch of beer and you spin around on a bat and then you try to go to the next beer? I think that's what the game's called. That's not what it's called. <laughs> Play, I have no idea. Play it in college. They do forget. they do a beer marathon. I know that where you chug a beer and then or no, it's a beer mile. You chug a beer at every lap. So you run the four laps around the track and you have to chug a beer after every one. And the guy's time that's like the champion is really friggin' fast. I don't know how you don't vomit, but I guess that's part of the training. But so far right now, 38% of people really want to see a spelling bee. I told you. I don't know why. I told why you. Why do you want to see players spell? Who cares? How confident are you in uh, the... I know they're all stupid. I, I don't need to, like... You don't have to prove that to me. They're all dumb. I know that. Spell the word couch. couch. Yeah. Can you use that in a sentence? Uh, yes, it's that thing you sit on in your house. Oh, you mean the sofa? Yes, I fell backwards on the couch after I got the letter in the mail saying that I have tested positive for PEDs. <laughs> couch. See? You're already making it fun there, Mr. Darkins. It's that easy. I just want to see who's bigger. All right. 
We do have another poll up. We'll get to that in just a moment. What we will talk about when we get back, we're going to talk about the storylines going into the Super Bowl. We are in that that purgatory that is Pro Bowl weekend, but we're already head on into the Super Bowl puff piece storylines. We do that next. You're listening to Sin and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. 55305 is a better you today text line. Um, I've made it very public that most often uh, I have a feeling of disappointment towards our textures. I just don't think they do a really good job. I don't think they put their whole heart into it. But this morning, they're already spitting fire. They're adding pieces to our conversation that I think enhance and enlighten it. Conrad! Uh, for sure, Code Red. And I will start uh, with this one. Little known fact, the beach below Torrey Pines is a nude beach. That interests you in golf? That make golf a little more interesting? No. You hook one down into the sand? No. You got to go down there and there's a naked drum circle? No. Really? I don't care about that. Okay, this one. Unless made- Tiger Woods goes down there and his incredible just urge to have sex overwhelms him and he starts having sex with the drum circle okay now, now you got if something. that happened now you're getting in the tiger entourage the crowd you're following the crowd down dude the beach. i wouldn't go to work next week <laughs> i would just sit there and watch that video at home see like nothing would take me away from that video of tiger woods slicing really hard being super frustrated having to walk down to the beach seeing a drum circle with a bunch of hot chicks <laughs> and they're with just some, great cans yeah so some hippie girl walks yeah. over with a uh, crown of flowers and mm. puts it on his head and he just goes into a trance and starts disrobing. she says you're safe now and then they just start absolutely boning and um and, then and re- the golf channel he retires from golf yeah and the golf channel films it they film <laughs> it they broadcast it and they do play-by-play coverage if yet if that happened no way am I going to work for the next week. Nick, I'm just Nick, sitting there watching. Nick Faldo, what happened to me once back in the day? And let me tell you, this is a life-changing experience. I don't think that's the right accent for Nick Faldo, but it would work for me. Um, file Old Tiger between Michael on the Wizards and Broncos' Peyton Manning. One more time. File, file Old Tiger Woods between Michael on the Wizards and Broncos' Peyton Manning. Hmm. Yeah, I, guess. I don't know. I, I actually put him lower really? than Michael Jordan on the Wizards because Michael Jordan on the Wizards almost made the playoffs. Almost made the playoffs. Peyton on the Super Bowl won, or Peyton on the Broncos won a Super Bowl. Yeah, and so I think what this texture is saying is, hey, it's in between that. It's not quite, yeah. it's not quite Eight, like bad, and it's not quite redemption. I, but I, I don't even think it's as good as... Michael Jordan on the Wizards. Dude, Michael Jordan made the Wizards really good. He made them better. He didn't. He they almost made the playoffs. They were trash made the playoffs or almost made the final. No, they almost made the playoffs. Yeah, well, Dude, Tiger Woods has not gotten close to winning a major. Hot. He just has it. And I want people to shut up about it, seriously. <laughs> because every single time they go to a major, there's guys who are playing really well, like John Rahm. And then I have to sit here and just watch footage of Tiger Woods walking. Like, I, I don't care about that. I don't care that he's losing. None of that matters to me. Unless Tiger Woods slices onto a beach, walks down, there's a (laughs) hippie drum circle. Let me finish. A hippie drum circle, a hippie girl comes over, gives him a flower wreath, says you're safe now, and they start having sex. I don't care. Don't wake me up for that. All right. All right. Final text uh, worthy of uh, putting into uh, the ether and seeing what it does to fire up Will. Uh, If only the worst... 
uh, let's see. If only the worst gamblers bet on the Pro Bowl, only the most pathetic fans buy the replica Pro Bowl jerseys, think of a bigger waste of 200 ish dollars. That's the thing about the Pro Bowl. People actually bet on the Pro Bowl. Yeah, because they're degenerate gamblers. That's fantastic. And we're about to have more of them with the legalized gambling across the country. Cool. I think that is delightful. Uh, all right, let's get into some Super Bowl storylines after that. Uh, after fan- the Tiger fan- the Tiger Woods revelation. Fantastic image you've put in everybody's head of Tiger Woods strolling along the beach. Uh, Super Bowl is going to be played next weekend. It will be played between a team called the Los Angeles Rams and the New England Patriots. I got to tell you something. It's been a year and a half of hardships for me as a Rams fan, and just coming to this has been just pure ecstasy. It's amazing. Uh, this is the greatest sports moment of my life. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. A year and a half I've stuck with this team, yeah. and now they're in the Super Bowl. Who would have thought? Uh, you know, I mean, I don't think a lot of people saw it coming when they went 13-3 and last year Mm-mm. and then, uh, you know, ran away with the NFC West this Mm-mm. year and put themselves in a two-seed. You know, it's uh, I think it's a b- pretty big moment for it. Uh, but seriously, what are your favorite storylines co- going into the Super Bowl? The media is going to, you know, just take all of these different puff pieces and run with them. What's the one that has you most interested, if any? So I'm going to divert from the puff piece, and I'm just going to go with the whole uh, Belichick versus McVay. I'm well, I think, really yeah. curious to see what or how Bill Belichick will game plan for McVay's offense. Oh, dude, I think it's totally the opposite of that. I think, really? teams, yes, how McVay gets a team ready for it. We kind of know what Bill Belichick is at this point, right? He's going to go and try to take away your number one weapon. What I want to see is I want to see the rope-a-dope where McVay goes out there and goes, <laughs> you know how we've been pretending that Todd Gurley isn't right? Oh, he is. And just goes nuts on it because the thing about McVay's offense is they've got multiple weapons. But I want to see how McVay goes out there and plays the chess game with Belichick. This is the ninth Super Bowl for Belichick and Brady. I think we have an idea of what that is. I want to see what McVay does. Right? Yeah. I mean, I guess so. I, I, I'm just more curious because McVay has through. Okay. Here's how I guess I'm putting it is that. Through the playoffs, McVay has shown that he has matured as a play caller. Because if you go back to last year and you go back to the wild card game they had to play against Atlanta mm-hmm. in L.A., one of the first NFL playoff games that were played in Los Angeles for however many years, he showed his youth. He showed, hey, uh, I don't know how to transition to anything different than what I do because basically the Ravens just came or Ravens, sorry, the Falcons just came out there and said, we're going to run the ball, run the clock out, and we're going to take away your up-tempo offense. He came into the Dallas game and did exactly what the Falcons did to him last year, which is I'm going to bunch my offense up. I'm going to run CJ Anderson. I'm going to run the clock out. And then when you guys are completely exhausted, then I'll start throwing the ball. I'm interested to see what will happen when they just get together. Like how will they game plan for each other? Uh Because McVay has now shown the capacity to game plan. Uh, he has always quote unquote game plan for every game, right? He's an incredible sure, sure, coach, sure. but he's known how to, he now knows how to shift. And I don't want to see those two shifts kind of collide. It'll be interesting. Yeah. The, I mean, the whole thing's fascinating. I mean, you've got, you know, McVay playing in his fourth playoff game. Yeah. And you've got Belichick Brady playing in what their 40th. Is that right? Uh, seems low. I, I, well, I believe that Brady's record was 27 and 10 coming into the year. Mm. And so they played, this will be their third playoff game this year. So I believe it's 
40 is low? Is that what you just said? Dude, if you really think about it. They've been to nine Super Bowls. Dude, the Patriots have just been like football. Yeah. For the better part of a decade. Like they are football. And that's another thing to really think about because there is also the stupid puff piece that always happens every single year, which is, oh my God, I, I think Tom Brady's going to retire after this year. Uh, Imagine when Tom Brady does retire uh-huh. and most likely Bill Belichick retires too, because I think it'll kind of happen around the same time. Like, that's going to be weird. Mm-hmm. You're going to look at the AFC every single year and you're going to go, I don't know. Yeah. Because well, every year now we always go, ah, Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> Like, well, it's funny. It's Patriots and somebody else yeah. uh, meet up. But, I mean, eight straight AFC championship games. Uh, you look at all of the collision. My favorite my favorite storyline in this whole thing is not necessarily the age gap in it, but coming into the playoffs, you and I talked about this quite a bit. Every matchup you've had in the playoffs so far has yeah. set up for young guy, old guy, outside of the – matchup between the Patriots and the Chargers. I mean, you've had the veterans coming in and taking on the mm. the old guys, right? Because you had... Uh, I would say Cowboys-Rams was kind of... It was in between. You, okay, but... The, Cowboys aren't really old. They're you're just, right. The wild, wild card weekend set up for yeah. that way, right? And then the AFC Championship weekend. The divisional round was kind of a dud. We sure. talked about that, too. But you had you had all of these, these you know, uh, veterans that were coming in in, in week... In the wild card weekend, you had one side of all the matchups, if you totaled their playoff experience, was 0 and 2. And that was Dak Prescott and uh, Jared Goff. And then you Fat had, Dak Prescott. <laughs> yeah. And then you go on the other side and you had everybody that had at least, I think, five playoff starts on the other side. So mm. it was a it was a wild matchup. But now here you have it. The Super Bowl is, I think, what made this season so great is you have the emergence of all these young quarterbacks. I mean, look at the rookies that played well this year with Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson. You had guys in their second and third year and Pat Mahomes and Jared Goff coming into their own. So you had this big core group of young guys playing really well. And then on the other side of it, you had veterans that were still doing it and Drew Brees, uh, Philip Rivers, obviously Tom Brady. So you've got a bunch of old guys, you got a bunch of young guys, and we're seeing that meld. So the longer the Patriots can hang on and compete against the Pat Mahomes and go against Jared Goffs and all of this, I think that's what makes the NFL so great right now is that come one, come all, we're going to go and see who's the best, the old or the new, and the the old guys are trying to figure out how to play along with the young guys and vice versa. Patriots have released two new T-shirts for the Super Bowl. One of them, uh, a Blazers slogan, Beat L.A. again. (laughs) That thing won't die. Beat L.A. seems to be just, for some reason, the catchy thing to say. The other one is an homage to Tom Brady saying, New England, home of the baddest MFer on the planet. And let me say how lame that is. Terrible. How absolutely effing lame it is for people to use MFer in a t shirt. Yeah. Like, I would not wear that. I really would not wear that shirt. Unless you're going to say the whole word, the whole phrase. Sure. Like, I, there's no way you could pay me to put that shirt on. Okay. Thank you for that contribution it's 28 bucks <laughs> is it through nfl shop or yeah for the patriots you can order it here hold on yeah just clicking oh you just ordered it mm. you ordered one for the whole staff oh you know here? what no it's just some other it's some company but they're the patriots are putting it on their website yeah no that's pretty pretty 
be terrible. So I think the other part of all this is that um, are, are we tired of the Patriots yet really this season more than any? Because I don't remember being this just absolutely annoyed with Patriots talk last year when they were going to the Super Bowl. I think it was more just like we were so focused on Nick Foles and the Eagles and how they got there and how incredible it was. But this year, the whole thing of Tom Brady saying, oh, everybody thinks we suck. And then Julian Edelman making these other T-shirts, basically, it it, it, it just, they're absolutely infuriating. It's funny. I find them less annoying this year for some reason. I think that they're extremely annoying. And, And I'm actually really just done with anybody that thought the Chargers were going to beat them. Oh. Or 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 that when they won when the Pats won the coin toss in overtime against the Chiefs that they that, weren't going to do yeah I'll tell you man three third and ten conversions last week I mean that's that's pretty difficult to do and those were not wide open wide receivers that was not a defense a thirty first ranked defense failing that was just a team stepping up Tom Brady put it exactly where he needed to Edelman not only catching the ball in traffic but taking a hit on at least one of them he got slugged pretty good it's Gronk clawing to make sure he gets a first down on the other one I don't know man that was pretty impressive and the thing about the Patriots if they win a Super Bowl they don't do it going away I mean their biggest margin of victory was against the Falcons the only overtime game in the history of the NFL uh, Super Bowl and that's their biggest margin of victory in the Brady Belichick era. It's going to be a good game. Yeah. It's kind of the way it works. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I guess I would have rather wanted to see Chiefs Rams. That's fine. Like, I, I, won't, I wanted to see the, two, won't argue with the two young guys. I wanted to see Super Bowl 53 part two because if part one already happened on Monday Night yeah. Football back in like week six or something. Yeah, well, I think that's the hope, though, is that, you know, these guys are going to be around for a long time. You're going to see Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield hopefully take their team's uh, you know mantle for a while. Deshaun Watson will keep things going. But you expect to see Matt Patrick Mahomes and Jared Goff back in the playoffs again and again. It's just how long guys like Brady and Breeze are going to be around to, to compete with them. 55305 is the Better You Today text line. Sean McVay, real smart, hot, young, up-and-comer. There's a topic that needs more press. Yeah, are people not talking about that? I really want Sean McVay to come into our company and give us a pep talk. Yeah, what's he doing? He's not busy this week, is he? How awesome would that be? <laughs> would you be really stoked about that? Like, who would you really want to come in to Intercom and come to the sales meeting next Wednesday and just give us an insanely great pep talk? You mean besides Rex Ryan? I don't want Rex Ryan. <laughs> Rex Ryan wouldn't do anything. All right, listen up. You suck. <laughs> You're ugly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, give me McVay, dude. Yeah. McVay's going to walk in with energy. He would tell our boss basically like, okay, you need to shut up and sit down because I'm talking. Dude, but he would do it in a real McVay yeah. way, which is like, all right, now I need an allotted amount of time, okay? So I need you to just kind of sit down. Yeah, you'll be sick of McVay. If they win the Super Bowl, you'll be you'll be well on your way to being sick of McVay by the time the season starts next year. No way, dude. He, oh, dude. No he, way, dude. He will become the new poster child for the NFL. I love it. He's it's great. Good. He already was. He was last year. I don't know. I don't know. You win a Super Bowl in your second year as head coach at yeah. 33 years old. Uh, that things will go nuts. Have you ever seen his uh, girlfriend? Yeah, she's hot. Okay, hey, let's do Hold this. Hold on. You're, not, you're no, not giving it enough. Yes, let's do this. We'll give the entire second hour to how hot Sean McVay's girlfriend is. Uh, we'll tell Saints fans to shut up, and uh, we will get to the poll results Veronica from our Super Coleman. Bowl poll. That's oh all in the second hour, but oh. we will do our NBA. Uh, oh, my God. 
I, oh, oh wow. You okay? I said, this guy. You know, there's a little bit of me that's kind of infuriated that, like, he has all of this. Okay, shut up. NBA you know I mean? randoms are next, Oof. followed by good versus evil. Oh my First, gosh. we go to the news. Oh, look at that. I know it's Pro Bowl weekend, but we're going to take a little bit of a break from talking about NFL players playing dodgeball. Look at the association. Blazers play tonight. They're hosting the Atlanta Hawks. They just finished up a three-game road trip where they went 2-1. and one. Had a uh, tough one against the uh, Thunder. Uh, You're not excited about the Blazers right now? Uh, no. No. Jake from State Farm's getting a lot of run right now. Looking pretty good. Huh? I don't know, man. None of When's the trade deadline? February 7th. Yeah. That's pretty much what we're all waiting for, right? That in the All-Star game. Yeah, in the All-Star game. Because yeah. uh, I don't know if you saw it, but the Blazers have a representative uh, right now in the three-point contest. Steph. Oh, sorry. Steph Curry. <laughs> the other Curry brother. Actually, both Curry brothers. brothers. Uh, uh, according to ESPN.com, it looks like the brothers will show down. Oh, the brothers Curry? three-point oh, contest. Oh, I wonder who will win. The better Curry brother? Well, who has the best three-point shooting percentage in the NBA right now? I think it's the worst Curry brother. <laughs> you mean the one that went to Duke? Ooh, that's huh? a good school. It's a much better school than Davidson. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, so what? We got the trade deadline coming up, right? February 7th? I believe so, yeah. So I think a lot of Blazer fans are kind of, and 55305, better you today, text line. Tell me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like a lot of Blazer fans are kind of thinking, Hmm. I hope we get somebody. I hope we make a big splash. I hope we make a big move. But I hope we don't pull an Aaron Afalo. And well, if you, uh, and if you remember, it was the Aaron Afalo trade that we sent Will Barton away to the Nugs, and they eventually got better. They're now an extremely good team. Yes, but and Will Aaron Barton isn't got, the engine that drives that team. Yes, but Aaron Oflalo ended up being an extremely ineffective piece to the team. He, he, we also had a shoulder injury going into the playoffs. And, and, and right we after they made that trade. got asses kicked by Memphis. Yes, but what happened right, before, right after that trade as well? Wes Matthews went down. He had his Achilles yeah. pop. And then you have Aaron Aflalo, who is supposed to be a, a backup player and a contributor off the bench, then goes into the starting role, and he hurts his shoulder. So I know that it wasn't the best move or didn't end up being the best move, but it wasn't one of those things where they're just going, all right, we're going we're gonna to make this so this guy can be our starting two guard. Wes went down, and, and you end up having an unfortunate set of circumstances. It's, it's people that go back and go, how could they take Greg Oden? Look what he did, and look what Kevin Durant is. Well, when they took Greg Oden, they had Brandon Roy, who was Rookie of the Year and was an emerging superstar in the NBA, who played the same position as Kevin Durant, and they go, man, if we can get a center. No, he didn't. If, what? No, oh, Brandon Roy was a two-guard. Okay. He was. He was Phil, a true two. Say, okay. I'm just he, saying. He filled these scoring No, it, it, No, what you're saying right now is absolutely indicative of every single decision the Blazers organization has ever made. Yeah, do you they've, know, they've no, always do you, been wrong. Do you know why we didn't take Kevin Durant? Tell me. Here's the reasoning. Well, we got Travis Outlaw. <laughs> that, no, that was seriously it. it. It was, we got Travis Outlaw. He seems pretty good. Let's go with a center. Regardless of the reasoning, it's very easy for you to sit back and go, 
well, clearly that was a mistake. Yeah, of course it was. Well, yes, and in hindsight, I can do that all I want, but yeah, you just see this. But that's what you just did with pattern. The, the it's a pattern. Yeah, well, they're always wrong. They're <laughs> but it always wrong. But it doesn't. It doesn't account for why they're wrong. Yes, it does because there's a pattern to it. It's them playing safe. They play safe all the time with every single thing they do. They play safe. They yeah, the safe move was to take Zach Collins. Zero splash. The safe move was to go move up to take Zach Collins, right? Yeah, the, you had enough draft picks in the first round. Take a Who chance cares? on Myers Leonard. That wasn't a chance on Myers Leonard. <laughs> Give me a break. Well, listen, it's, it's Th- those aren't dangerous moves. They're draft picks. They are draft picks, but Dra- it's, draft it's, picks it's, in the NBA. I, I mean, your first pick really matters. That's pretty much what I think. Listen, I'm not I'm not saying that the moves the Blazers have made right are right, but you you go and you have injuries and you have guys that end up not panning out. That just is something that happens. If they go out and make a move at the trade line, if they if they pick up Carmelo Anthony and it ends up being a disaster, are you not okay with that? Uh, well, first of all, it will be a disaster. Sure. Um, but isn't that what we're hoping for? Is try something? Because you're saying that you don't want them to be yes, safe. Yes, try but you're, but, try but you're something. Also saying don't don't make a mistake. You can't say try something and not make a mistake no, no, at the no, same no. time. No, you're, mis- you're misinterpreting what I'm saying. Okay. Now, you're throwing Carmelo Anthony in there, and that is a mistake. <laughs> sure, Everybody probably. knows it's a friggin' mistake. Dude, they're paying the Bulls to take him. The Rockets are yeah. paying the Bulls to say, hey, can you just hold on to Carmelo Anthony, and then you can just drop him? We don't really care. Of course they are. So, yeah, that's are, kind of a bad decision. Is he still being paid by Oklahoma City? Probably a little. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I I just think that you have all these situations that they get themselves into and they play safe. And, and I'm not saying you got to go out there and make a huge splash like Carmelo Anthony because you and I have been, yep. it is well documented on this show. We think Carmelo Anthony sucks and he would be a horrible addition to this team. But there's a lot of other things that you could do out there, which by the way, is using CJ McCollum as a trade bait chip to either get assets or a player you genuinely think can help you right now. Kawhi Leonard would have been that. Paul George would have been that. Yes. Um, and, and they and they went I, in, they went in for Paul George. It's been reported that they had a better offer than whatever OKC offered. The thing is, you're asking them out one side of your mouth to do something, and now the other side of your mouth going, but don't screw it up what you did last time you did something. No, that's the problem. No, is I'm there, not. You just did that with the Aaron Aflalo trade. No. No. It, look, what here's what I'm saying. All the stuff they did, because even the Aaron Aflalo trade. Dude, it really wasn't that much of a splash. No, it wasn't a huge splash. No. But it also it also was kind of derailed Said by, by you, injury. It was very much kind of like a, hey, we just kind of have to do this. But you go and you add a veteran piece that can help you in the playoffs, and he got injured, and the guy ahead of him got injured at the same position. Look, you can't blame them for that. I realize that they have a history of, of making guys making very bad choices. Well, but they also have a very... Tr- apparent and very obvious uh, injury history that you kind of go, man, if Bill Walton stays healthy, if Sam Bowie, if Gregor, if Brandon Roy, if, if, I, if. I think this will be the year that Damian Lillard finally sees that this is a waste of time. I really do. I, I think he'll get to the playoffs. We'll get bounced first round. Uh, dude, we are. We're going to get bounced first round. <laughs> it's going to happen because we're not going to make a Who's the matchup right now? Line. Let's see. Rockets. Are they six or something? Nope, they're fourth. Blazers are the fourth seed. How are we the fourth seed? We're 30 and 20. Yeah. Blazers are the fourth seed. The the Rockets are the five seed right now. That's your that's your round one matchup. Yeah, we're gonna get killed. <laughs> yeah. Yes, of course we'll get killed. There you go. How would we not? Who's gonna guard James Harden? Who's gonna guard Chris Paul? Ladies and gentlemen. Who's gonna guard? Ladies oh. and gentlemen, do you have a friend like this? A oh. Blazers fan that is beaten down. 
like Will Darkens is Dude, right come now. come on. Let's be honest. Do you have a guy that has no hope left in his team? Come on. <laughs> let's, no, let's really quickly take a look at this matchup. Tell me, who's going to guard James Harden? Uh, uh, obviously, it'll be Aminu. Yeah, right. <laughs> that always ends well. Uh, who's going to guard Chris Paul? Uh, Dame. Dame, obviously, Dame. yeah. Dame will shut him down. He'll have a lot of energy to play he'll defense. He'll shut him down. He'll just, what he'll do is he'll just wait till he grabs his jersey. He'll break his hand. He'll be out. Also, explain to me the strategy what when round, they put what round? Kenneth Fareed and Clint Capella on the floor at the same time, and we get outsized. What round does Chris Paul get hurt in the playoffs this year? Mm, I say game four of our series. Oh, there you go. So there They'll you go. have <laughs> enough of a lead. He'll get hurt in like the fourth quarter, and they'll already be up by 20. They'll be like, oh, crap. And then he'll be out for up. the next round? Yeah. You know that'll happen, too. All right. I'm feeling it. To get you some vitamin D. You are, uh, you are down. You need some sunshine in your life, buddy, and the Blazers aren't bringing it to you, obviously. Uh, hey, we need to get to good versus evil. That is next. You're listening to The Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the, What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. <laughs> Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil, brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan. Yeah, it's been amazing, the support from, from the fans, uh, the organization. I've done an amazing year the last seven years trying to um, just show my numbers, and but the fans, they've been incredible. Was a Mariners legend and man I would have a difficult time pointing out in a room Edgar Martinez he was one of four men selected to the Baseball Hall of Fame this week Martinez will be joined by pitchers Roy Holiday Mike Messina as well as the first player to be unanimously voted into the Hall of Fame appearing on 425 ballots Mariano Rivera before Rivera the highest vote percentage to gain Hall entry belonged to the kid Ken Griffey Jr. Do you think Mariner fans will be just as excited to welcome Edgar into the Hall of Fame as they were the kid? I think they might be more excited. I think it was a foregone conclusion that Griffey was going in, but this was the final opportunity for Edgar to get in, to have him voted in versus the Harold Baines Backdoor Veterans Committee entry into the Hall of Fame. I think it's a big deal. Mariners fans love Edgar Martinez. He's one of the few guys that never left. Right, you have you have Felix Hernandez who uh, never really won anything that uh, may end up retiring as a Mariner, but Edgar's one of those guys that played in an era where Mariners baseball came to the forefront of national attention with Griffey and Randy My- uh, Randy Johnson and Randy Moss. Uh, I was gonna say Randy Myers who oh. <laughs> grew up in uh, Vancouver, but uh, uh, yeah, Randy Johnson and, and that team in the mid '90s that everybody loved. Edgar was a central figure on that, and it means a lot for the DH position too. So. Uh, you'll see guys in the in the next few years, David Ortiz and, and all these guys that played primarily DH going in. So it makes sense that Edgar can be the first guy voted in at the position. My relationship with the Grizzlies might change, but my relationship with Memphis won't. Um, you know, what I feel inside and, and uh, how I feel about Memphis and his people has nothing to do with, uh, you know, only with a, with a franchise or, or a temper, temporary, um, you know, thing. Sounded like you said my relationship with meth the first time. How dare you? Say what it sounded like. That was sketchy Saturday market vendor trying to sell you a pair of Oakley sunglasses that are like totally number one big time awesome man, Marcus Saul. His team, the Memphis Grizzlies, suck. In fact, they suck so hard, the team announced Wednesday they will listen to trade offers for franchise stars Marcus Saul and man with bad haircut Mike Conley. 
The latter might be a difficult move because of the association's guard-saturated market, but Gasol, he could be an intriguing fit on some title contenders. Which team do you think would be the best fit for Marc Gasol? Oh, I would have said the Warriors, uh, but Boogie seems to be playing just fine just right wait now. just wait just <laughs> wait wait for it oh wait they're nine and one nine and one in their last ten boogie just fits right in with the team chemistry there just wait for it um you know i am i'm not 100 uh where he ends up it's funny because my mind immediately goes to the western conference contenders but there seems to be something wrong with boston and you wonder if they'll make a move to add a veteran piece in there i don't know but what they'd have al horford and him and that's kind of weird Again, it's, it's, it's a difficult one to, to try to piece together and figure it out. Um, but at Boston, there seems to be something wrong with it, that they'd be willing to make a move, I think. Uh, that's kind of the team that I look at. Uh, I don't know if he fits in Milwaukee. I don't know where the other contenders are. Popular where, sentiment right now is the Lakers. Yeah, but I don't see that really being a, you know, a big Why? fit, but you send a Gasol brother there, it worked out before, so. Not Why only not? that. But I, think, you... I think the Lakers become the, the landing spot for everybody. Yeah, but not only that, you have a real lack of veteran leadership yep. on that team because I know you have Rajon Rondo, but again, yeah. key on the word leadership. I think I think that's the obvious landing spot is the Lakers, but that is for every single free agent or trade possibility or everybody for the next three years. But even with him missing time, they still managed to be playing great basketball. This is the number one defensive team in the league. Do you make a trade to try to bring in somebody like Mike Conley, who's on the trading blocks, to kind of keep your team afloat and sustain that third seat or you just ride it out that was man who on any given day could just be waking up from a nap tracy mcgrady he's talking about the horrific injury to pacers guard victor olandipo this past week indiana says the dynamic star ruptured his quad tendon and will miss the remainder of the season coach nate mcmillan went even as far as to say he's unsure olandipo will be ready for the start of next season now, many people who witnessed the injury are reminiscing about a certain Paul George injury during an exhibition game for the U.S. national team. I forget the year. But <laughs> if you have seen the injury and you've seen this injury, which one do you think was worse? Uh, oh, the broken leg was worse. Paul George's injury uh, was gruesome. Uh, this one they was ended the... the game after it. Yeah. They, oh, yeah. They did, <laughs> oh, we're done. But, yeah, the... Uh, a leg snapping like that, especially landing. Old Depot just kind of went down, and then you caught a glimpse of the kneecap. It wasn't. Yes, Bleh. it's gross, but it didn't. It didn't end with the motion of his leg bending somewhere between his knee and ankle. Yeah. Ugh. I think it's crazy. Paul George is still playing at insanely high level after well, like snapping his leg off. Well, they say, man, the, the, you'd rather break it than tear all the tendons. And uh, yeah. I don't know what it is to recover from a quad tendon. This is not an injury that I'm familiar with. You know how detrimental the Achilles is to NBA players, but a uh, quad tendon, uh, I, I assume they've got a way to repair it, but uh, you never know if he comes back 100%. That, that stuff, dude, that like puts my lunch in my throat every time <laughs> I see an injury like that with a kneecap or yeah. a leg. Yeah. That's and this from a guy that dislocated his knees how many times too many yeah all right time for my favorite story of the week and we're going to stick with uh the ever just popular pro bowl oh your favorite story of the week comes from the pro bowl a new england patriots team spokesman said the individual inside the team mascot at the 2019 pro bowl was not hospitalized after receiving treatment wednesday following a hit from New York Jets safety, Jamal Adams. 
not hospitalized. If you have watched this video, it was, um, I, I don't know. I think that there's a mix of overreaction and, oh, he just did that. Well, there's also the reports all day yesterday or Thursday afternoon that he was hospitalized and the yes. hit was so brutal. It looked, the first time you see it, it looks like. that bad. No, but it also looked like it was set up. It didn't look like he just decided to go and level the guy without any heads up. It looked no, like. No, he stopped before he even. Yeah, he squared him up. He just and did then a he jump just set. jumped yeah. on him. He didn't yeah. even really tackle him. And I remember. Um, I, I think Suk was on uh, talking about this. That he was saying something like, oh, yeah, this was like an intense hit. And I was like, no, it's not. Yeah. It's really not. And you know the guy in that suit is probably somebody who's pretty well muscled. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to think. Fairly athletic. Yeah, yeah you take need a pop. to be. Yeah. yeah, you have to run around the field. I mean, you need a lot of energy to do that job. Do you ever, you ever wrestle in one of those sumo suits? Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, yeah, but it's also like when you get knocked down, you just, it's jarring, but it's not going to – you land flat on your back like that, you're going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why that was uh, turned into such a uh, big deal. It's a funny video, but I, I wonder where all those reports that he went hospitalized from. And it shows the state of reporting in today's uh, sports media landscape that it was adopted – that story was adopted by every news outlet that they had to come back and go, oh, no, actually it wasn't. Like nobody's there reporting on the Pro Bowl to go, is that guy okay? Yeah. Hey, uh, before we run this story, can somebody just go and ask the guy if he actually went to the hospital? But it's totally what the Pro Bowl has turned into, which is nobody cares about it. Like, yep. nobody cares about the Pro Bowl because of the fact that you can't be competitive in it anymore. I cannot it's, it's remember. It's frowned upon to yeah. be competitive. I cannot remember the last time I watched any part of the Pro Bowl. It's been on the TVs in here, really? so I've kind of caught a glimpse of it. Yeah, no, none of it interests I'll me I'll always watch a little bit of it. Yeah. Very, very little bit. Um, but I, I think that's the worst part. My favorite Pro Bowl of recent memory was uh, Adrian Peterson's first Pro Bowl because he went in there and he just really tried hard. <laughs> and he he had something like almost 300 yards rushing, and he yeah. was just like, yeah, screw all of you. Like, I'm going to win the MVP. I want a bonus check. <laughs> All right, good. I'm trying to get this good thing. Good for you. To me, it's like watching the NBA All-Star game where it's like, all right, nobody's really trying. Nobody's really paying defense. Oh, yeah. There's a but little that, bit of you round. watch the first five yeah. minutes, and then you watch the last two minutes of the floor. I'll watch highlights of the dunk contest. I would watch the three-point contest live if I ever knew when it was on, but I'll watch the recaps of the three-point contest, the dunk contest. I'll watch the home run derby, and that's about See, you're it. missing some of the best stuff because that really is like – the the skills challenge day when they do them all like the uh, you know the skills challenge the shooting thing when they have the celebrities come in uh, where you oh, shoot from different spots this is the NBA one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the okay. dunking contest all that stuff I think that's the best part of All Star Weekend sure because it's fun and you get all their personalities and everything and then they usually do some stupid thing even before that where it's like a fashion show or, oh, but geez. like you get to know Barf. their personalities and some of them are kind of funny I don't want to know any of their personalities I don't want I don't want to know these guys you just go out. And you play basketball. You just shut you up and dribble, right? Is that what you're saying? You're saying shut up and dribble? No, I, I mean, I, I, that sounds like it. Yeah, shut up and dribble. Is that the wow. LeBron thing? Dude, I did not think this show would take that kind of twist. Uh, that dark turn. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> On 1080 The Fan, Luke Anderson, the mayor of Clark County, oh, is yeah. saying to NBA players, shut up and dribble. No, I I just, for me... Dude, the newspapers are going to be going crazy <laughs> with this. Clark County, the Clark County the Gazette. Col the Columbian. The Columbian. The Columbian's going to pick it up and run me over. And then they're going to film you walking into your house. Yeah. Mayor Anderson. Yeah. 
Yeah, I will. Uh, I will find something better to watch on Netflix. I'm confident of that. that and is- then you'll uh, you'll flick one of your cigarettes with your Adidas sweatsuit on. No questions. <laughs> Don't Have to take daughters yeah. to practice. Hey, listen. You want to talk about my daughter playing tennis? Yes. That I can do. I do not want to answer questions about baseball. Follow me to court. Because <laughs> we're talking about Luka Doncic. I don't want to know anything. Yes. All right. That's your good versus evil. It's brought to you by our friends at the Titan of Hawaiian Restaurants, 808 at 2454 East Burnside or 52nd and Woodstock. Is this the matchup that anyone wanted in the Super Bowl? Ticket prices are dropping. The media outlets are running headlines that nobody wants to see the Rams play the Patriots. Is that true? Next, when we start hour two of the Center and the Saint on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.